Good evening and welcome back to It Bees Like That. Today's episode is on POTS. POTS actually stands for Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome. And it's when your heart rate increases very quickly after getting up from sitting down or laying down. And it can get better with changes to your lifestyle, like um, food, exercise, stressors. Um, but some people may need treatment with medicine. POTS is a form of dysautonomia, a disorder of the autonomic nervous system. This branch of the nervous system regulates functions we don't consciously control, such as heart rate, blood pressure, sweating, and body temperature. Now, I know that we talked briefly about POTS um, on mini-episode 2, I believe. That was... Um, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, and uh, Lucy said that she had POTS, and the way that she described it was essentially, just a little refresher for anybody who hasn't heard it, um, but essentially it meant that like her heart rate could start going crazy, and she would get these symptoms like whenever she ate, whenever she was exercising, if she stood up for too long, if she stood up quickly, if she sat down quickly, um, just lots of different things were able to trigger her POTS. Now, symptoms can vary for different people, but I mean, they kind of stick right around the same. In fact, um, the Cleveland Clinic actually says, what does a POTS flare-up feel like? And this is what they said about it. POTS can feel like dizziness or lightheadedness, especially when standing up during prolonged standing in one position or on long walks. Fainting or near fainting forgetfulness and trouble focusing or brain fog, and heart palpitations or a racing heart rate. It goes on to say that doctors call POTS a cardiovascular autonomic disorder. This means you could experience some change in your autonomic nervous system, which controls your heart rate, that causes your heart to speed up when it shouldn't. While POTS does affect your heart, it is not a form of heart disease and it should not affect a person's life expectancy. Many POTS patients will actually get better over time. However, some remain sick and with POTS indefinitely, and some may progressively get worse. Again, it just depends on what kind you have, how severe it is, who you are, uh, what you're pre-genetically disposed to, things like that. POTS can be diagnosed either using a 10-minute standing test or a head-up tilt table test. Occasionally, other tests are performed to identify specific characteristics of POTS present in some patients. But most people's POTS symptoms respond to a combination of diet, medicines, physical therapy, and other treatments. Someone having a tilt table test actually begins by lying flat on a table and uh, they have two straps right, right over their chest and right over like their hips. Um, and then basically will hold them in place. Uh, and then they'll have the patient lay flat for a long time. Um, and then after a while, the table is tilted into a position that mimics standing. The healthcare provider watches how the heart and the nervous system that controls it responds to different changes in position. So basically like they'll take you from laying down to standing up and they'll monitor 
if your heart rate goes down, if your heart rate goes up, if your blood pressure goes down, if your blood pressure goes up, things like that. And actually, fun fact, um, POTS often begins after pregnancy, but it can also happen after a major surgery or trauma or a viral illness. Um, and it might actually make individuals unable to exercise because the activity brings on fainting spells and dizziness. So it's, it's extremely difficult for a person living with POTS to exercise on the regular, to help control their heart rate, and they have to constantly be thinking to themselves, okay, I can't get too worked up. Okay, I need to go sit down. I need water. I need to lay down. Things like that. And it, it's definitely something that it takes a lot of willpower, discipline, forward thinking, all that jazz, just to be able to function in society like a normal person, even though you're having POTS. Some people end up needing to use a cane or a wheelchair because it becomes so so bad, so debilitating, that the person would do much better with a mobility aid of some kind to help them move and grow and do all the things that they need to do as a person. I've actually known of a few people who have had POTS. Uh, I reached out to a couple about possibly wanting to write in, and I haven't heard anything yet of this moment. Um, but it's definitely something that's a little more common now. And I think that that mostly comes from the fact that science is getting so much better. It's kind of like what we talked about with EDS. Like, it's not that the condition itself is rare. It's that the diagnosing and the procedures that are done to diagnose aren't done as often as they probably should be. So POTS can be really difficult. Uh, say that that somebody is trying to do things at school. They're trying to be in class and then they go to stand up to walk up to the board and write something down and they stand up if their heart rate goes crazy, they could pass out right there. So that's where it becomes dangerous that you could end up with injuries and such from hitting your head, from busting your knees, from doing anything. And it's really hard to be able to gauge how you're feeling that day. Now, I did see that online to a point that they can tell when they're having like a flare-up or when they might have a flare-up. Um, and so they're able to do things accordingly because they've taken a lot of time to learn how their body feels and how it reacts to things. But again, that just sounds like so much extra work. <laughs> and it's it's something that a lot of people that are younger have to deal with because most people actually get diagnosed between 15 and 35. So I'm not entirely sure if it comes on around those ages um, or if it just is usually found during those ages. But it's definitely something to keep in mind if you find yourself having heart palpitations, um, if you have very low blood pressure, um, if you end up passing out sometimes for no reason. I mean, it it would be worth a shot to say something to your doctor and go and get checked out. Um, now, I know that in our, our story today, um, the person who wrote in had to see their doctor multiple times just to be able to get the treatment that they need. But sometimes it's worth it to push and to kind of 
get aggressive about your health care. I was actually just talking to a friend, um, I think it was yesterday, and her and I were talking because she had listened to my podcast, and she had mentioned how it's ridiculous how often, um, either being a female or even just being a young person with a problem, becomes almost like a fight just to get proper health care anymore. And it's crazy because people think, oh, well, if you're only, you're only 25 years old, nothing should be wrong with you. But it's like, that's not how this works. And so they don't take you seriously. And her and I were talking about how you need to actually get aggressive with your health. You have to get aggressive with how serious you want to be taken by these doctors and nurses. And it's ridiculous. I... I keep seeing all of these videos online about how healthcare in other countries is so much better than in the U.S. And healthcare in Japan, it just looks amazing. And everyone is so kind and so thorough. And they try so hard to make sure that they're able to diagnose these things. And I think that our problem is they don't want you to fully get better. Because they know that by pushing you away, by making you come back from different appointments, and I'm talking about, like, even your local physician, if they have, like, a sick appointment, but then you bring up, like, how you need your medication, they'll make you come back in a couple of weeks for another appointment to get the same medication that you've been getting for months. They don't care about you they care about the money. And that is such a huge fucking problem, especially in the U.S. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be old. You could be young. You could be like, you know, normal adult age. Like you could be any of those things. And all they care about is money. I'm actually starting at a new um, family doctor or physician or whatever, primary care. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm starting in a new primary care next week and I am definitely nervous to see her because I don't want somebody else who just wants my money because I don't feel like it's right to make somebody who needs their medication or somebody who needs help wait, make another appointment and do all this, especially nowadays when it's the first of the year And everybody is making an appointment with every one of their doctors because they all want to live a a healthier life and they all want to exercise and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, even though I am. Um, But I think that it's totally true. Uh, We just had a problem with that the other day. And it's crazy because you do it all the time. So I'm glad that I had that conversation with her because... Like, I knew that it was true. I knew that the things that I was experiencing and talking about and everything were right and were actually happening to me. But to hear it from somebody else, it really changes the perspective. But yeah, I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist or anything. But that is just my take on our healthcare system. This week's story comes from Riley Wilson. Um, actually, Riley had commented about wanting to write in about POTS. And so I said, hey, let's just have the whole episode on POTS. Yeah, so that's really how this will work. Um, if you guys ever want to do that, I'm more than willing to move some things around and 
do whatever you actually want to hear. Um, I know that sometimes it's hard to want to talk about things. So as soon as you feel like you, you can, sometimes you just have to. At least that's how I am. But without further ado, Riley's story. My experience with POTS started in 2021. I work in retail, and I noticed that every so often my vision would get staticky, almost black when I stood up. I was concerned. I went to my primary care doctor at the time, and they ran multiple tests, but my labs were stable, so clearly nothing was wrong with me. My symptoms worsened after a few months. I noticed how... I noticed... I now noticed that my heart rate would get up to 140 to 180 when I was doing basic tasks like walking, lifting 10 pounds, or going up a ladder. I took two separate trips to the ER over my high heart rate and dizziness. The first time, I was told that I was dehydrated. The second time, they diagnosed me with dizziness. I don't understand how my symptom can be my diagnosis. Both times, my labs were stable. I was given a bag of saline, and then I was sent on my way. After visiting my doctor for probably the fifth time, they finally referred me to a cardiologist. By this point, I was already doing research on what my symptoms could mean. I found out what POTS was, and messaged two of my friends, both of whom were already diagnosed with POTS, and explained my symptoms to them. They listened to me. Unlike the multiple doctors that I'd seen, and they said that my symptoms were so much like theirs. I went to the cardiologist only to be told that I probably don't have POTS, but that he would refer me to an electrophysiologist to make sure. He gave me a beta blocker to keep my heart rate down and sent me on my way. Side note, that cardiologist ended up moving offices and never informed me. So even though he ordered a cardiac MRI, I never saw him again. A few weeks later, I was able to visit the electrophysiologist, EP for short. She seemed so nice, though very straightforward. I forget how the conversation went, but at one point I said, I've been doing some research on POTS. The EP cut me off and said, oh, you definitely have POTS, and then ordered a tilt table test, one of the more accurate ways to diagnose for POTS. A tilt table test is just what it sounds like. You lay on a table and they measure your heart rate and blood pressure as they move you into different positions. Months later in January 2022, the tilt table test went well and I passed out within 10 minutes of starting the test. I was given a blood pressure medication to help raise it and I was finally, finally diagnosed with POTS. POTS stands for Postural Orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. POTS affects the ability to pump blood up from the legs to the rest of the body. Thus, the body struggles to keep a stable blood pressure. I think that it's important to note that not everyone who has POTS faints. The symptoms for POTS vary, but I experience blood pooling, issues with temperature regulation, near fainting, heart palpitations, dizziness, fatigue, and excessive swelling. There's no cure for POTS, and there's no one-size-fits-all treatment. I manage my symptoms with compression socks, an increased salt diet, increased water intake, and medications. I want to acknowledge that I was very lucky to have some doctors that listened to me. It's not always easy, 
and I still experience medical gaslighting sometimes. But it's refreshing to be listened to. I was able to get a disabled placard with no judgment from my one doctor who listened to my experience of almost passing out on campus from all the walking I had to do. That made me feel relieved. I mourn who I was before my disability. I miss hiking. I miss doing theater. I miss being able to walk on campus without having to stop 10 different times. I miss using the steps without experiencing heart palpitations. But I'm learning to love who I am now. I have friends who accept me and remind me to take my medication. Strangers don't seem to judge me when I use my cane. I may miss who I once was, but I'm excited to see what the future holds for me as I learn to accept my disability and as I learn to advocate for myself and others. And again, that story was from Riley Wilson. Riley, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I can't believe that you were fainting all the time and that you had all of these issues with the, what did you call it, the the staticky vision. Um, I mean, I can think of a couple of times where maybe I felt that way, like after working out too hard, but to have it with just doing basic tasks, that has to be a challenge, like definitely a challenge of willpower <laughs> and like strength and coping skills. I mean, those are things that make you into a strong person that I'm sure that you are. I think that it's kind of ridiculous in this country that you have to see somebody five times just to be able to get diagnosed with a heart condition. I mean, come on, your heart and your brain and I guess all your other organs too are pretty important, but those ones, those are the ones I think that people should be taking the most serious, you know? I had not actually heard of a tilt table test before I was doing this episode. Um, and so when I watched a video on it, it was like really surprising to me how they actually do that. I can't believe that you passed out within 10 minutes. That's terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> I think that it's wonderful that you were able to get diagnosed within a decently timely manner and were able to figure out what was going on. I mean, I'm sure that waking up and having blood pooling in your legs and having like all these issues standing and sitting and everything was so frustrating. It just sounds so frustrating, irritating even. So it's really wonderful you're able to get an answer. Um, I just can't believe that it would take that long. I <laughs> Riley, I hope that you are able to manage your symptoms enough to get back to doing the things that you love. It's okay to do the things that you love, but modify them. Don't take things away. Even if it's extremely difficult, just finding something. Like maybe not hiking, maybe taking a little walk around the house. Just to go and look at some grass, look at some trees. I've always felt like nature healed me the best, even if it's just mentally. Um, that I hope that you are able to find your peace and your version of these things that make you happy. I hope that everyone here was able to get something from the story. I really felt like I did, and I, I think that it's amazing how many people actually have this. 
Thank you for writing in, Riley. You really are advocating for yourself and for others by sharing the story. I'm sure there's going to be lots of people who listen to this and say, hey, they have POTS and they're doing okay. They're living to tell the tale. And I want you to know that that is because you decided to stand up and say, hey, this is what's going on with me. Thank you again for writing in, Riley. If anybody else wants to write in about POTS or about anything, please, like, remember, just reach out to me and say, hey, I have a story on blank. And I would be more than happy to hear it, to read it. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And I'll see you guys next week for another Mini Monday episode. Thank you and have a great week.